it's time to seriously talk about being single. Hi there, and welcome to Seriously Single. I'm your host, Brianne Hogan. I am 40 years old, and I'm single. Yeah, but before we get into all that, let me just kind of start from the beginning a little bit and tell you a little bit about me. So I'm a writer. I've been a freelance writer for well over a decade. I've written for publications such as Elle Canada, Scary Mommy, Hello Giggles, The Washington Post, Men's Health, and I've mostly written in the dating and relationship space. I've written, I don't know, like, I think thousands of articles, how-to articles on everything and anything about relationships and dating. How to communicate better with your partner, how to navigate conflict with your partner, how to make nice with your mother-in-law. But the thing is, for most of my adult life, I've been single. So I've been writing all these articles, writing them in the way that you think, oh, this, this girl knows exactly how to deal with relationships. She's got a down pat when it comes to dating, all of that. And the fact is, I don't. And the fact is, I've been single <laughs> for a very, very long time. So this fact would probably make most people feel ashamed and embarrassed. And for me, truthfully, I've always felt a little bit more neutral about it. It's just kind of been who I am. I'm an only child. I'm super independent. I have an adventurous streak. So I've always just done things my way, done things on my own and and never really thought about it. But yeah, for sure, there's been times in my life, especially when, you know, those around me were partnering up or hitting certain milestones like turning 40, 30, which have impacted me. You know, there's this huge societal expectation around relationships, especially as a woman, that you should be married, that you only have so much time to be in a relationship to be married so certainly I've felt that I mean I'm to say that I'm immune to that would be a straight out lie so I have had an I've have had moments in my life when when I've thought like why haven't I met a life partner you know I have thought what's wrong with me and I still do sometimes I still do feel that way about my life and the life that I've wanted for myself that I still want. I mean, I do think that there are people who can live life totally alone and be single and that there's nothing wrong with that. And I do think that there are other people who are single, but who still want a relationship. And I'm in the latter. I'm single and I would still like to, at one point in my life, have a long-term partnership. But again, I'm someone who's always just kind of just done my own thing and on the outside have probably looked like I'm having like an an amazing time. You know, I think if people were to listen to this and hear me speak about how lonely it's been or how out of place I felt at times in my life, it's probably would surprise them. You know, I 
think I do come across, as I said, like super self-reliant, very independent, maybe a little hyper-independent, brave, adventurous. I mean, I'm, I'm still all of those things. I love my own company. I mean, I survived living during the pandemic alone for, for most of it until I adopted a cute little kitten. She's cute, but she's kind of the devil. But anyway, um, I would say I even thrived during that, during that time. I mean, when you're so used to being in your own company, I mean, it's just, as I said, it's just like another day for me. I don't really think about that, oh, I'm single and alone. It's just like my lifestyle. But I do think about it. And then I turned 40 and like it or lump it, I mean, there's a weightiness to that. You know, I'm 40 and I was, I am still single. And when that happened, I felt it. You know, I felt what that means. And I mean, I'm midlife, right? Like, gosh, if I'm lucky to live to 80, 90, and 100, like I'm midlife right now. And I have to say like, yeah, it does do a number on, on yourself. Like you think about your life in a totally different way. In a good way, I think. I think it can be a really powerful way. I did start thinking about, okay, well, Brienne, you're single and you're 40. So what? Like, what does that mean? And as much as I've been someone who, who's always said, like, it's totally okay to be single, and I've meant it, I've also known that it doesn't always feel okay. And I've felt that too. And I realized something about me. Like, I really did. This was a big wake-up call for me that I was actually surprised to learn this about me. I felt that even though I had been saying like it's okay to be single and had done so many amazing things alone as a single person, I still felt like I was like waiting. And maybe you feel this way too if you're single, like you're just, you're still waiting. You feel like you're waiting for something. You're waiting to be in a relationship. Maybe you're waiting to meet that person to do the things you really want to do, or you're waiting for the partner so you can build the life you want to live or you you can take the trip move to that new city feel complete and I've been guilty of thinking this way too sometimes and I realize that as much as I have had an amazing life as a single person and I knew I was so capable of doing incredible things and I have done incredible things like I've taken that trip alone I have moved to that new city a couple of times more than a couple of times and I've done it well and I've made new friends and I've I've had amazing experiences I was still in that waiting zone like there was still a part of me still part of my energy my essence my brain my mind my being that was still feeling like I was waiting like I'm, I'm my partner is gonna come like I'm waiting to meet him I'm, I'm waiting to have this life and I still still felt that there was something missing from my life. I still felt that there was something wrong with me. And I realized I was still carrying shame for being single at 40. Like that was like a big aha moment for me. I never thought that way. Like I said, like I always was just single and was living my life and doing good things and amazing things and always was crossing things off my list. But I, I, was hiding, I was suppressing this part of me that still felt out of place, that still felt weird, that still felt shame and sadness for being single, for not having that person, for not being in that relationship. And I think once I claimed that, once I acknowledged that part of myself, which I think a lot of people would call the shadow, then something switched for me this year. And I can't really explain why I mean it 
maybe probably I would think has to do with all the self-work I've been doing on myself. I've done a lot of healing therapy, energy work, astrology work. I mean, and maybe it is something astrologically happening in my chart right now. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably all of the above, but something clicked in me that I, I no longer wanted to carry that shame. And I realized that maybe like I was meant to embrace the life I've led in a way that I've never experienced before. Maybe I was kind of diffusing all the things that I've done and accomplished on my own. Maybe I didn't think it was good enough because I didn't do it with a partner, you know? And even me just saying those words right now, I do know that that's what it was. Like as much as I I was proud of myself for living in apartments alone and moving across the country and going to doctor's appointments alone. I mean, these are all these little things in our life that you might take for granted if you're able to do it with a partner, but when you do them alone, they're quite significant. And I think I've just disowned them or pushed them aside maybe because I thought, well, I'm doing it alone. So it, it's not that important, you know? And I thought, why am I thinking this way about myself? I don't want to think this way about myself. And really what it all came down to was self-worth. And this is a huge piece of it for, I think, a lot of people, definitely for me. It's definitely come out in so many different aspects of my life, including dating and relationships, which is a topic that I will be discussing in further episodes. But for me, it was about like really claiming my life as entirely mine and celebrating that and being proud of myself. I think there was a part of me that wasn't proud of myself because I wasn't really hitting those outward markers of success, of like having that long-term partnership, having that marriage, maybe even being a mother. And I realized that like I wasn't being true to myself by still holding on to that because those things were, were never that important to me. It's not that I don't want a family of my own. It's not that I don't want a partnership, but I also knew like I was always meant to do something different. And so why wasn't I claiming that? Why wasn't I just really recognizing that about myself and being proud of myself for that? And I think a lot of it has to do with societal expectations, for sure. I mean, you can't escape it. It's everywhere. It's with our friends and our family. It's on our social media feeds. It's in the movies. It's in the books, like all of that. But I realized that I didn't want to live that way anymore. I didn't want to feel that way about myself once I pinpointed exactly what exactly I was thinking and feeling. And I realized that I was worthy of having a beautiful, peaceful, fulfilling life all on my own, all on my own creation. And I was more than willing to do it all alone than to wait on a maybe. And that has to do with me. This all coincided with me ending a very long, like decades long connection with a man who had a very important place in my heart and in my life. And I knew I had to end that connection with him because I was still waiting. I wasn't claiming my life. I wasn't making choices for me. I was still waiting on him. I was still waiting on a dream and a hope. And that was all part of, I guess, maybe the shame. I was like, I, I, I want a relationship to work. I want to be in a relationship without really just being me like, and being okay with being me 110%. So this this huge, like, I would not, like, wake-up call, like, realization, like, I don't even know, like, life change, even though it wasn't, like, externally a huge life change, although, like, 
obviously saying goodbye to someone who's been in your life for so long is a huge external change, but it was more like this huge internal shift, which obviously does play out in your life externally. And that shift was like, I don't want to wait on anything anymore or anyone anymore. You know, like being single, being alone, you know, isn't purgatory. It's, it's the journey and the destination because our life is happening right now, no matter who's in it or not. And I really, really just wanted to claim my life as mine and be so fucking present in it and so fucking in it that I would, I wouldn't even notice if anyone's in there. Like, or not, you know? Like, I was just like, this is going to be my fucking amazing life. And if you want in, then okay. Like, but it it doesn't revolve around me waiting for someone, you know? And I I realized that, like, being single, as I've been for so fucking long, wasn't something I was wearing, like, a badge of honor, which I should have been, more so than ever. And I I was still treating it like like a deficiency, you know, even if I wasn't outwardly projecting that, as I said, I was feeling that way sometimes about myself and I didn't want to feel that way about myself anymore. I wanted to stand tall and proud of who I am and all that I've accomplished. And, and as I said, for me, that included fully embracing and owning what I longed considered a shadow aspect of myself, which was being single which was always having like, like Brienne's invitations to a wedding was just Brienne, like never Brienne and guest, uh, never Brienne or a partner, you know, or like going on vacation and on the, alone and being like table for one, you know, like not really s- being super proud of that, like kind of laughing it off. And I, I didn't want to laugh it off anymore. You know, I wanted to reinvent that part of me into something positive and empowering, you know, there's a lot of talk about, and I really don't like this term, like legacy. A lot of talk about legacy. And I don't know, maybe it is about being 40. (laughs) And you're like, okay, what the fuck? Like, what is, what is my mark on this world? Like, what am I leaving behind? What are people going to remember me by, you know? I mean, not everyone thinks this way, but I think some people do in their own way, no matter if it's big or small, right? And I was like, what is my mark? Like, what am I going to leave people with? If I could leave my imprint, I guess, on anything. Like, what is it that I can help other people with? Like, be in service to others. And I think it's about being single because I've been single for 40 years, basically. So I thought, well, what is the thing that really, like, I don't want to say being single defines me, but it kind of is. Doing these things that I've done and traveling and moving and just being me, I think that's, that's part of who... I am. And I think if there's something for me to share, if I can help others, inspire others, impart some wisdom on others, I think that I can do that by talking, seriously talking, about being single. So that's why I created this podcast. I realized that the very thing that I was taking for granted, being single, living on my own, thriving in it, really like doing amazing things with it learning about myself that's a superpower that's a superpower and that could be like the very thing that I need to share with others and and put out there so someone like you who's listening right now you can feel seen you can feel heard because let's be honest being single especially as a woman can be fucking hard it's hard to feel seen and heard and it's harder to to feel valued 
choosing a different lifestyle that doesn't include the so-called outward markers of success, like marriage and children, that can be a really tough road to follow. Even if you know that that's not, like, that's what you're meant to do, like, you're meant to do something different, you're not meant for marriage or children, or maybe not right now, like, whether it's temporary or not, it's still a tough road to follow. It's still a tough road to navigate and to do so confidently. And I know this from experience, as I just shared. But in this freaking, like, life change, I don't know, is it a midlife crisis? I don't think it's a midlife crisis. It's probably, like, a midlife, like, revelation. I, I just... I just realized I owed it to myself and I owed it to people like me because I know that there are women like me to honor and celebrate this person I've always been, this lifestyle I've always led and and that I owed it to share it with you and to let you know that you are not alone and that there are women like you out there. There's a woman like you right now, I'm speaking right now, but I know that there's more because they're going to be on this podcast and you're going to hear from them. And it's important to know that there are women who have chosen a different route, just like you in life. And it's time to really like own that and claim that. And that's something that, as I said, like I've been recently doing myself, like realizing and claiming that there's always been a part of me that knew I was meant to do things differently. So for example, when I turned 30, I was single. (laughs) Yeah, so guys, you can... You can be single on your 30th and 40th birthday and you won't die. Just FYI. I mean, I'm still here. So anyways, I was 30 and I was single and I went to a couple's resort alone. That was not planned. But I was single and it was my 30th birthday and everyone around me, I mean, if you know 30, it's like the year of like getting married, getting married or engaged or having babies. And it was everywhere within my friend group or even just on Facebook. And I was single and I was happy about being single. I didn't feel like dating. And I think that's something that I, I don't think it's talked about nearly enough. Some people just don't want to date sometimes and that's totally okay. But I was in that space. You know, I had been going on some dates, but I was over it and I didn't want to be on the apps. And I was turning 30 and I wanted to do something special for myself. So I wanted to take my very first solo trip. I just happened to take it at a couple's resort, okay? Not, not planned whatsoever. I was living in Toronto at the time. It was November, super dark, rainy, and I wanted some vitamin D. I wanted some serotonin. So I, I booked a trip to the Bahamas. Again, didn't really think about it. Didn't think about like, the Bahamas isn't really like a solo trip destination, but it was a cheap, like all-inclusive resort deal. You know what I mean? So I went. Anyways, I go there and couples like everywhere. Like everywhere. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't shake them and like there was really nothing for me to really do. Like they even had like kayaking but like built for two and I like who was I gonna go with? Like I anyways, I was just like hanging out by myself, surrounded by all these couples, turning thirty, which is a huge milestone, and I I was starting to doubt myself. I I started to should all over myself. Like maybe I should date, you know, maybe I should be looking for a man, maybe I shouldn't be prioritizing my career right now maybe I should be putting all my eggs in one basket like looking for love like maybe maybe that's what I should be doing is like looking for that partner looking to settle down and on my last night at the resort I was dining alone of course I was sitting in the middle of a love seat by myself surrounded by these couples and I was kind of just going through everything like it was my last night at the resort I was super reflective anyways because I was turning 30 I had lots of time, obviously, on my own to do a lot of thinking. And I realized that 
life is always reflecting back to you who you are. And I knew that my being single in this room filled with couples was exactly where I needed to be. At the time, a memory from when I was a senior in high school came to mind, and it was when a group and I, a group of friends and I, were on a commuter train, and we were traveling from our from our suburban town, the same hometown of Sean Mendes, by the way. But anyway, we were traveling to Toronto from our from our town, so we could like shop and just be in the big city for the day. We were just a few months shy of graduating from high school, so like our whole lives were ahead of us. We all knew where we were going for college and university and really excited about doing that, right? So we're like talking about what our lives might look like. So we're all like going around the circle and just, you know, just talking about what we see ourselves doing. I mean, you know, like we were dreaming about being grown-ups. And when it came to my turn to share, I remember this. Like I didn't hesitate. I, I motioned to the cookie-cutter homes that we were passing, like the ones with the playgrounds in the backyard and the minivans in the driveway. And I said very simply but with absolute certainty, I, I don't want this. I don't want this. And what I meant by this was the sort of life that seemed preordained for me before I even had the chance to figure out if that was what I wanted. At that time, I hadn't had much of an adventurous life, but I knew that there was something, I guess, wild within me, something that bucked tradition and wanted to create a life that was mine and mine alone, not a life that was dictated on, you know, what type of job I should have or where I should live or when I should marry or procreate or if I should. You know, I didn't want a life of shoulds. I wanted a life that was built on truth, my truth. So at the time, you know, I was 30 years old, but I refused to, to mark that milestone with regret just because I didn't have someone by my side. I realized something then that is still applicable to me today, and maybe it resonates with you, but the thing was, I was single because I was single, period, full stop. Not because there was something wrong with me, but because it just wasn't my time yet. Or maybe it never would be, but it, that just wasn't for me. You know, I knew I wasn't ready for a boyfriend or a husband, unlike some of my peers. And that was okay. But also, unlike some of my peers, I liked being single. And that was okay too. Even if those around me didn't understand or agree. And I still feel this way. I realized that day, sitting between all the couples, that yeah, maybe I would have what they had in the future, but if not, I would forever have this knowing. The knowing that even if my life looked a little lonely compared to the comfort of predictability, I was the sort of woman who would always be more comfortable eating alone in a restaurant than checking off boxes to fit certain expectations that were never mine to begin with. So yeah, I know that being single and embracing it has transformed my life in powerful ways. It's led me to quit jobs that I didn't like, to create a writing career that I love. It's given me permission to move across the country twice in three years alone. It's led me to travel solo to fascinating cities across the world and meet amazing people and have amazing experiences. It's pushed me to explore new hobbies. Being single has inspired me to seek help to heal my broken heart and childhood trauma so that I can attract healthy and fulfilling friendships and relationships. It's helped me manifest life-changing opportunities that came out of thin air. But most of all, 
Acknowledging and accepting my own singleness has gifted me the confidence, clarity, and capability to create the life of my dreams with me, myself, and I, and, and maybe some help from the universe. And that's what this podcast is all about. This is what Seriously Single is all about. This is a podcast and platform for those women who can resonate with everything I've just talked about, who are seriously single and serious about being single. You can still want to have a relationship and that's totally okay, but we're talking about seriously creating the life you want to live now, not later. We're not in this weird limbo land waiting for a partner to come complete it. We're not stuck either paralyzed by fear of what others might think of us. Instead, I want this to be a place where we can tap into the the most potent, powerful, and passionate essence of who we truly are. And I'm not saying it's going to be all roses. I still have my moments. I still want an extra pair of hands to carry up groceries. I still would like someone to, you know, twist off a hard lid. I mean, that sounds a little old-fashioned and sexist, but hey, I've got really small hands and it takes a village, honestly. I mean, I still want to wake up next to the love of my life. So I totally understand what it means to not have that hope or a dream of a person or having to let them go or feeling lonely and feeling a little stuck or sad. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of being human. It's part of being human. And it's also part of being single sometimes. So yes, there's going to be some tough talks here, maybe some tears. But what I hope comes across is that you, we are amazing with or without the person the partner and that our lives do have meaning right here and right now and we are worth celebrating the important milestones we've accomplished other than just having marriage and kids which are great accomplishments too but they're not everything and we don't have to feel less than just because we don't have those things in our lives now so we're going to talk about how to create the life of our dreams as a single woman and we're also going to get real about it whatever that might entail so we're going to talk about sex we're going to talk about masturbation we're going to talk about dating we're going to talk about breakups we're going to talk about healing we're going to talk about finances traveling traveling solo eating dinner alone cooking I mean, there's so many things that we can cover so that we can cultivate the life of our dreams and do so confidently and with love and compassion for ourselves. And that's what I wish for you and that's what I wish for myself. And I mean, I'm doing this with you in real time. This big realization of mine is so new, but I felt it so in my bones, so lit up by it, which is what the spiritual community would say that I knew that this is the thing for me. This is the thing that I want to share. This is the thing I want to create. This is the thing I want to put out there. So I'm going to be learning and going through it with you, but I think it's such a powerful message and I think it's an important one. So I thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to talk more seriously about being single with you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a ride. Buckle up because it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good journey. If you seriously loved what you heard today, I would seriously appreciate a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help the show grow. 
If you have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, or if you're single and would like to apply to be a guest, please email seriouslysinglepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to my Substack newsletter, briannehogan.substack.com, where you can get all the latest updates and essays and writings about relationships and being single, as well as listen to an extended version of the podcast where me and a guest will answer your questions. Plus, there's just like a lot of cool stuff on my Substack. Like if you think I'm super vulnerable and open on the podcast, well, you haven't read one of my essays yet. So thanks for being here and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Seriously Single.